like to thank the people out here to support this bill. Where y'all at? Okay. And I also would like to give thanks to all these petitioners, because we actually consulted the people in the neighborhood. We got there, you know, we wanted to know how they felt about what was going on in their communities. Unlike a lot of these agencies, we actually consulted the people in the communities, okay? And we got almost a thousand names uh, on these uh, petition forms. Some of them are still out. So, and what the petition says is, to, to Mayor Pugh, the Baltimore City Council, Governor Hogan, the Maryland State Legislature, and the U.S. Congress, yes, I agree that we should, one, end the displacement of people from their neighborhoods and end the destruction of their communities just to give land and taxpayer subsidies to developers and investors. Two, introduce the 1% interest renovation slash rebuilding loan dollar house dollar lot program because the house will be built from the ground up for the individual citizen as a fairest way to ensure funds earmarked for the community are used to help the people who actually live there with training, jobs, and home ownership. Number three, end the destruction of the remaining affordable housing stock in Baltimore, a city with a documented lack of affordable housing. I've seen people walking around the streets scared to death. But you know what? If they live in a decent house, that they will eventually have a deed to, they straighten up their back. They have a little bit of pride. If you see those brothers slinging on the corner, if they had a trade, they could know how to go and make a decent living and not have to run from the police. We have a murder rate of almost 300 young people in this city. Suppose somebody gave a tenth of them a job where they could take a paycheck to the bank and cash it for real dollars. And suppose me, a 68-year lady, doesn't have to worry, I got to get out of here before it gets too dark. Do you hear me? Do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is real simple. Help the brother that's trying to help the rest of us. We got his back. And if you play your cards right, we'll have your back. We've got to be the, the, the lightning rod in this nation because every urban city in this country, through conspiracies, find themselves with thousands of abandoned houses. Don't tell me that's not by design. We've got to break out of that genocidal approach to people who want to live and have a right to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let there be no doubt. Justice delayed is justice denied. And uh, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Call Tyrone Show. And I'm your humble host, Tyrone Burst. And welcome you back for another journey into knowledge. And uh, as, I, as I said before, um, knowledge is not power. The effective use of knowledge is power. Okay, so what we're going to be doing, we've got a special, a special treat for you today. And um, what we're going to be doing is, um, okay, today we're going to meet with um, the Homes Organization. And I'm talking to you in my capacity as the president of Homes. Home ownership, home ownership opportunity, and mentorship for economic success. And um, what we're going to be doing today, um, excuse me a little while, breath, I'm running. What we're going to do today 
is um, we're going to uh, meet with the um, the housing commissioner, uh, somebody from the mayor's office, and um, uh, and Mary Pat Clark's office, who sponsored the uh, proposal for the Dollar House program. And um, in, in view of that fact, we do have a special show. And um, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to we had a testimony in regards to the Dollar House when we first started off. It was a city council hearing. It happened. It occurred on, if you want to look it up on, on YouTube, it, it occurred on October 25th, 2017. <clears throat> and that was after we gathered a thousand signatures in the impacting zones because these people were having things done to them that um, they had no say, they felt they had no say so in. So, you know, yeah, they were getting monies. They were getting monies to restore their communities, but without them in it. <laughs> the idea was to get them out of those communities. It was to um, destroy the housing, the historic, uh, what I call historic black Baltimore, just destroy it and get rid of the people along with the blight. Okay, and just sh- shove that stuff down the road. Now, one of the things that was cited at the, um, when they first um, proposed this, uh, uh, Mayor Stephanie Rawls Blake and um, Governor Hogan went down to Santana Winchester personally and said that um, that they were going to have $700 million to, they said that, not me. So you can look this up. $700 million to tear down houses in our communities. And um, we, we felt, you know, some of the some of the, um, the contractors, the people that know better, that know these houses can be restored, that understand it, that you can't BS. We decided that uh, there was a better way to spend these taxpayer dollars. This, this is your money, okay? It don't matter if you live in Baltimore City. This is the state of Maryland's uh, funds that they're drawing out, they're tapping into to basically um, eradicate uh, historic black Baltimore at your expense. Okay, after all this blight was created, mainly due to um, predatory lending practices and um, that that borderline illegal, nobody went to jail for them. A lot of people lost their homes behind these, uh, you know, interest only loans and all these other uh, predatory lending practices, and, and getting charged interest rates higher than what they qualified for, and you know, and things of that nature, underhanded um, schemes. Because uh, the mortgage and people would ask, why would the mortgage brokers do that? Because number one. Um, they get paid the more the more expensive a mortgage is, the more money the more money you make. Okay, so some of these mortgage brokers and they admitted to this later on. By the way, the CEO of Morgan Chase and, and these other people they admitted to this stuff actually happening. So this is not my madness. You can look it up too. The more money that um, a mortgage broker charges, the more he can make. And some of these mortgage brokers were um, making seven times as much money if they were you know, than they would have made if they were not doing what they were doing. Okay, and otherwise cheating people. All right, cheating people, participating in fraud and all this stuff. And it was it was exclusively at the black community, aimed exclusively at the black community. And and that's why the stuff happened at the same time in a lot of these cities. You wonder why these different cities have all this blight at the same time? Guess what? That was that was a big part of it. Okay, that that mortgage scandal, which they have confessed to, which documents uh, support what I'm saying. They were a part of that that blight. So now <laughs> to add injury to insult. They want to throw the people out of the neighborhood, displace all the people from the neighborhoods, you know, maybe give them a voucher to move to um, um, Howard County or whatever, you know, where, where Bo- in Baltimore County where the murder rates went up 50% because they kicked the can down the road. Um, but that, I mean, ju- you're just moving the problem. You move people from one poor segregated area to another poor <laughs> segregated area in the county. Okay, that's what that's basically that's basically what this this amounts to. And if somebody gives you a voucher for two thousand dollars for a house, the government doesn't have to do that forever indefinitely. They just cut you loose and say, "Look, okay, buddy, we've been doing this for a long time. You know, you it's time you on your own. I I ain't got time." And this is what and this is what people don't realize. So yeah, yeah, you got you got a good deal. You may or may not have a good deal. 
Because like I said, all they're doing is moving you from one um, uh, poor segregated neighborhood in the city and moving you to a poor segregated neighborhood in the county. You know, surprise. So um, so maybe they're paying that now, but that don't mean they need to pay it uh, later. They're talking about cutting people off food stamps now, you know. And all, you know, everybody on food stamps ain't black. We know that. The majority of white people, the majority of people on social services are white because they're the majority population. All right. All right. So what we're going to do, and when something disturbed me, um, somebody said something on the radio program. It's not necessarily to say what program or the guy's name or whatever, or even the station. But it's a universal um, fault as far as I, I can see. <laughs> the guy said that, and I'm like, Oh, I can't believe somebody can say something, and I'm not going to call a guy out. It's not necessary. So ignorant. It was like, um, I, I'm not going to teach my kids about slavery. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't just hear that. I'm not going to teach my kids about slavery because I was no slave. Okay, so I guess when when uh, we when we were rising from Roos, when Roos came out, there's only three stations. So I guess um, while my father making me watch Roots, they, they, what you make your kids watch? Um, uh, I Love Lucy or something? I mean, come on, man. You got to know your history, man. If you don't know, <laughs> if you don't hit, if you don't know history, then you're doomed to repeat it. The Jews said that. If you, or people that don't know their history, Jim, repeat it. We can actually, slavery was a, co- a combination of several things. You're talking about unfettered capitalism, which is greed, racial hatred, and, um, uh, uh, unfettered capitalism, uh, you had racial, your racial hatred, and, um, you had, uh, uh, um, a willingness uh, to exploit people to the fullest extent possible. Okay, because you had people dying in slavery. You look, the Holocaust lasted. Um, the Holocaust lasted twelve years. All right, they ain't forgot that. You know what? They got a con- they got a country out of it. Okay, they're not gonna forget the Holocaust, and then they they're wise not to forget it. And let's say, and they were put in slavery too. Um. Because they were forced to work to their deaths, a lot of them. And a lot of them were, were gas and gas chambers and all kinds of foul things done to them. Millions of them were killed outright. Um, and uh, But they didn't forget. And, and and they ended up getting a country out of it. The Germans paid them billions of dollars in German marks after that war. They got reparations. Even the slave masters got reparations. They got $300 per slave. You know, they didn't forget. So how can we be stupid enough but forget slavery. The other thing that slavery teaches you is that what extent people go to and what they will do to you. And, and, and you will understand why somebody would come up, possibly come up with a policy such as the war on drugs, which would, without understanding slavery, you wouldn't understand why that policy was deliberately meant to slow us, slow our role after the civil rights movement. That's what it was. And you can look this up again. Google why did Nixon start the war on drugs. It was a deliberate hit at the black community. It was deliberate. It wasn't an accident. This was a policy matter. Okay, because if you know, and again, if you know history again, if you know about prohibition, when you take a black market item such as alcohol and you make it illegal, you're going to have all kinds of violence because during prohibition and you have people that are in poverty at the same time, which was the Great Depression, you're going to have a lot of violence. You had white folks shooting themselves down with Tommy guns, not because they had lead poisoning, but because they had Tommy guns, they had poverty, and they wanted to get paid. All right, nobody felt like nobody cared about them, so they're going to do what they just had to do. They were shooting themselves, I mean, shooting each other down with Thompson submachine guns in the streets over illegal alcohol because they had a combination of poverty, a black market item, just like this history is repeating itself. Anytime you got a black marketable item that's highly valuable, 
you got a bunch of poor, poverty-stricken people. What's going to happen? Some of those people are going to resort to using that black market item if it makes them feel good. And some people are going to resort to selling it to make money. And that's, that is a guarantee. You can go anywhere. Go to Mexico. See if they got lead poison down there. They got a higher murder rate we got here. See if there's black people down there doing it. It's Mexicans, people. But they understand what it is. They understand it's, 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 you know, they understand it's a drug trade. They get it. If you don't get that, if you don't get that combination, people tell you anything. Okay, well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to take, um, we're going to put our eye in the sky, and that's going to solve the problem. And, you know, that's all you need. You know, you don't need jobs and opportunity in, in a neighborhood with, that the Urban Institute says has 51% unemployment rate for black males age 16 to 64. We'll give you an eye in the sky, and we'll watch your butt, okay? Or we'll build more jails for you, okay? More police for your butt, okay? And we'll get them to beat your butt because you like it. And uh, that's the other disturbing thing that I heard on the radio. People giving police excuse to beat on black people. Most ignorant things I ever heard in my life. Oh, if you don't do the crime, you ain't worried about getting beat up. Now, there's been plenty of people been beat, ain't done nothing, man. Um, I, my brother got arrested for, for ain't didn't do anything. He The only thing that saved him was the city watch cameras. He got arrested for stabbing somebody. So don't, <laughs> do not, I know people that are 70 years old, you know, got beat, by, beat up by the police, thrown in the snow. Do not give the police comfort in breaking the law, okay? Because they can do this to a Freddie Gray, they can do it to you. You better believe that. Trust and believe that. All right? So we don't want to excuse unconstitutional behavior. We don't deserve to get beat. We, you take the man in and give him his day in court. You don't, all that other extra is not necessary, okay? And, and that's not co-sign of that stuff. It's ignorant. It's totally ignorant, okay? Don't, don't give anybody any comfort in that. They need to go to jail. If they do that, they're guilty of assault if they do that, and they need to go to jail. You arrest a man, once you apprehend him, you take him into court, you let him get stay in court. You, we don't need you breaking his neck. We don't need you doing any of that extra stuff. We don't need you doing a summary execution in the streets because you got some sadistic people um, out here, and if you give them power, guess what? They're going to use it because power is an intoxicant. I learned that in the military. You know, if some people can handle their liquor, just like liquor. Some people can handle it. Some people can't. All right? And as long as it's that way, you can't let the police go un, 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 untapped. You can't do it unfettered. Just like capitalism. Okay. <laughs> Getting back to where, 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 we, um, where we were discussing before. What we're going to do is we're going to go to our hearing, which is kind of like a, um, <laughs> a request for reparations. We had this is community speaking, by the way. It, we had like, we had Pack City Hall. Uh, we had standing room only, you know, balconies were, were full, you know, and uh, I was just so proud of black folks that night. And they came out in their, in their own interest to say, hey, you know, listen to what we have to say. Now, I don't know if it fell on deaf ears or not. It probably did. But at least people got off their butts and they went down there and, and they tried to um, make it happen. And uh, as a result, we got this meeting today. Uh, one of many, but um, we're still trying to work with them. So let's, uh, Titus, let's go to. Number 94, and we'll get these different voices from the people of Baltimore on how they feel about what's going on in this city in regards to uh, blight removal and people removal. We want to rebuild us with our own companies, construction groups, with our own young people and returning people being learning the trade on those sites with our own neighbors of the blighted areas who want the chance to buy a home that might cost a few hundred dollars in mortgage and repaying the loan for a while, but they're paying 900 to rent a junk heap. 
Thank you. So, thank you. So, what this is about is hearing what the agencies have to say and knowing that they care and are doing a lot and they have to get used to this new idea of an old program for the 21st century. And we will help them. And we will help us all find our way to to building, rebuilding Baltimore ourselves. I'll be taking calls later, but in great part. Thank you. I will be taking calls, so hold on. One of the things the Dollar House program does or did is take the loans that people were getting were not coming from banks. Right. They were coming from the federal. And very much from the city government bond. They weren't coming from the banks. The loans were not so, coming from the banks. So that we cut out the banks. Right. One. Which caused the, the problem. The front end of it is <laughs> In our case. local, small, MBE, endlessly MBE uh, companies right. having an opportunity to be co- contracted. To hire minorities with records. Plain contractors. And the way in general that we must do that in Baltimore City is to unbundle bids so that projects are not always so big that the same wonderful, blessed people who share their money and all that are developing. And... All the jobs, all the time, the same ones. And that... that out of town, MBEs are forever MBEing. I would also say that the, the city is developers talking about. in this town, and it might be because we do have so much opportunity and so many vacant Listen. buildings, but they are just really generous yes. with their time and experience. It's almost like it's an open source um, industry here. A real and fair perception that. When we've done subsidy for development, a lot of it has gone toward large developers, toward high-end development, and 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 in some ways toward subsidizing wealth that perhaps probably doesn't need subsidy. The larger developers come to the city, they present the plan, we sort of follow their lead. Sometimes out of state. Here you have citizens who have come to their councilwoman to take the lead on rebuilding the city. Why don't we embrace them with the same open arms that... This is the voice of the people. And um, we... (laughs) We've got to start listening to the people. We just, I mean, and the That's me. we got the $700 million in the first place is because of Freddie Gray riots. They announced it in Freddie Gray's neighborhood. And uh, as Dr. King said, a riot is the language of the unheard. So let's start listening to our citizens and let's try to, you know, let's try to make something happen that's, that works, that's been proven to work. Like I said, I've lived in Baltimore all my life. Started from the east side to the west side. And uh, it's all the same. It doesn't matter what area you go in. It seems like they're developing the areas where people have money. They're not looking in the areas where we live at. No, I'll, I'll say as somebody who represents West and Southwest Baltimore and some of the neighborhoods you're talking about, I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Um, 
Darlene Gore. Ms. Gore, would you like to speak? My name is Paul Plymouth. In full disclosure, I am a city employee, but I am recusing myself to speak as a citizen of Baltimore and one who also went through the vacancy value process, but unfortunately was unsuccessful. Because quite frankly, I had a lot of delays that stalled my application in the process, and ultimately it ended up not working out for me. So I had a very frustrating experience, and I wasn't one that wanted to play the city employee card. I wasn't going to... You knew who I worked for. It didn't matter to me. I just wanted to go through this process, right? And if that's how you treat a city employee, that's how you would treat anyone else, too. If that's how you would treat someone that is also on the city payroll and we're working together to improve the city, that's how they treat anyone behind me right now. I could no longer get the house I wanted to get. And because of that, unfortunately, I'm sad to say I'm out $4,000 because of that. What I'm Biggest saying value. is real simple. Help the brother that's trying to help the rest of us. We got his back. Sister and singer. And if you play your cards right, we'll have your back. But if you don't play them right, clean out your desk in the morning because your services are no longer needed. Thank you. Thank you, you, ma'am, for your testimony. Um, Brian Oliver. I've pulled guys from off of the corner selling drugs and pulled them to jobs to work. A lot of these young men and women are willing to go to work. A lot of them want off of the streets, but sometimes they have to do what they have to do in order to feed their families so that so that they can keep a roof over their head. This program right here could solve, if worked out properly, can solve a lot of problems in our city. Who would who wouldn't want to be able to pay? Hey, three to five, even if it's not $300, $500 in mortgage to towards something that you own and not to put money into someone else's pocket. I'm just so delighted that Tyrone Boats and Homes, Home Ownership, Opportunity, Mentorship for Economic Success exists. I'm going to let his whole talk And that talk. they're putting forth this Elkway. challenge for the 21st century dollar house program. So I'm reminded, I wonder if you have the political will to do the right thing. Because you've inherited a legacy. You know, you've inherited 50 years, 60 years of doing nothing in regard to housing in this city, fundamentally. This uh, gentrification and tax incremental financing uh, for very rich, racist white folk has been going on a long, long time. And uh, it's amazing that uh, we haven't been organized well enough to put you out of office when you don't go along with what the community would have you do. And if we don't hold you accountable, today is the 25th of what month? October. By the 25th of October of 2018, Tyrone, that's a year from now. (laughs) Amen. This program should be well underway with the support of the the mayor, Catherine Pugh. The mayor's got all the horses in this city, doesn't she? Got a whole lot of power. Well, she better come through. We want her to get with the program. Now, we're talking about an alternative to this program. Even if you don't agree with all of the what has been put forth, what alternative do you offer the public? The people are here. A and lot if we don't do something in a short period of time, we will be gentrified out of the city so we won't be able to vote. We won't be here. 
because our council, and this is not personal with me, whether I like you individually or not, because some of it I like individually, but collectively as a council, collectively under, I'm a registered Democrat, Brother Bullock. Doesn't mean a damn thing. Being a registered Democrat and having the Democratic political machine not meet the needs of the people is an outrage. Needless, hold on, callers. Needless to say that the Republicans are worth five cents. We understand that. So you've got to get on board. In closing, apprenticeship, job training, and placement programs. It's being emphasized over and over again. What's the mayor's office doing with regard to prioritizing that? You've got to, once you train people who have enough smarts, can read well enough to be trained for skilled trades, then you have to place them in jobs. This is an ideal program to facilitate making that happen. you got to place them. And everybody standing on the corner is not dealing drugs. We have a disastrous circumstance, and uh, I heard the representative, and I'll close, the representative from the city talk about the generosity of developers. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I heard one of the representatives get up here, and uh, she's talking about how generous the developers are. They're raking off, ripping off, Port Covington notwithstanding, Taking all the all the fruits, He's taking the, the city money council. home, and you're talking about how nice the developers are. Access access to capital is a question, and guess what? Redlining is still alive and well. I ask you, I plead with you, I beg of you, get on board, work out the divisions, whatever you need. I'm going to support you. I'll work with this group and any group, but we've got to set. We've got to be the, the, the lightning rod in this nation because every urban city in this country, through conspiracies, find themselves with thousands of abandoned houses. Don't tell me that's not by design. We've got to break out of tell that Leo. genocidal approach to people who want to live tell. and have a right to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let there be no doubt. Justice delayed is justice denied. City Council. And now is the time, and we damn well better make it work now or get these people out of office now. Governor, mayor, anybody who can't do it now, get rid of their behinds. <laughs> That's the man speaks his mind. So, so, Mr. Burroughs, as always, I appreciate uh, your your candor, and I also and I also appreciate your. your <laughs> I also appreciate um, the oh accountability piece because we know that we're accountable to the people, and it's important for us to, to do so. Um, one of the things that um, you see we come across today is that we have to ask tough questions. We have to be diligent sure in our do. task. Good evening, Councilman and Councilwoman Clark. I am Dr. Jawad Abdullah. I came to Baltimore in 74. I'll be brief as much as I could. In the 70s, there was a dollar program here in the city for which I was given one of the houses. However, there, was, there were two finalists, and I opted to give the other brother because he had a wife and who had just died and he had children. So I was single at the time. I said, you go ahead with that. It turned out I went to Morehouse in Atlanta, 
and I was blessed with a dollar house in Atlanta. And I want to say here that these houses could be transformed. We don't have to create something out of the blue. There are wheels already created. No, no, no sense in trying to recreate them. Thank you. There are programs in Cincinnati. I can speak to my own experience in Atlanta whilst attending more houses. The best dollar I spent in America. I ironed that dollar because it gave me freedom. It gave me confidence to know that I was capable of transforming a unit. Same thing now. We have a crisis in our community with housing. Nobody Diane. wants to listen to us. I guess another, if Mr. Another was a white man came with the plan, everybody would have been backing him up, just not Murray Pat Clark. I'm coming to speak, I guess, from a different demographic than everyone else here. I work 250 West Pratt Street in the Pandora building. I guess I'm what you call a little richer than broke, where I can't um, qualify for any type of assistance programs. As I uh, guess what SNAP and food stamps, but I also can't qualify for a house. I have applied for many helps um, initiatives. The smart a lot of people buying in the initiative. I applied the because I have the debt to income issue due to student loans. I also have a 700 credit score. Young Still lady. cannot be just approved graduate. for a house. So I just came here because the Dollar House program is pretty much my last option. I'm not here representing any organizations or anything like that. I'm just a 25-year-old Baltimore City resident that has seen the, the community fall apart. Like... You can't expect for people, the people that spoke from the homes program, they're not here just saying they want to own property in Baltimore City. They're saying they want a chance to make Baltimore City a community. That is the key thing that everybody who stood up here has mentioned, community. If you do not have that and the inner workings of a community, which are resources for people to support themselves, which are also resources for people to live in their communities, then everything will crumble. Everything is dismantled because there is no community. If People need to be able to work and support themselves. This, this woman got up here from the homes community and spoke about young men being able to work in their communities, learn a trade, and take care of them and their families. When you boil all of this down and everybody has discussed tonight, it seems to me like we're asking for the council and the mayor and the city of Baltimore to grant us the opportunity to be a community. We shouldn't have to stand here and ask for that. That, that, that just seems like something that should be given, especially if you want it. Now I can see if you were you were among a, a whole city of people what it may seem like a whole city of people that just didn't give a damn. But you have a whole you have a, a large group of people that came out here tonight just to express the fact that they want to be a part of a community. Some people didn't even get up here and speak about dilapidated housing and how they wanted to buy a whole block. Some people just got up here and spoke about how they wanted to be a part of this. Just because they knew they had something to offer and they know that the resources that will come from this can change the, 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 the avenue that the city is going down. I just want anybody who, who listened here tonight, if this program does come forth, 
offer and continue to to pour these opportunities out into these to these communities for these young people because we really need them. We really need them. And and if you are on the council and you heard anything out here tonight, understand that if you do not give people an opportunity to be a part of community, everything is going to continue to trickle down. Everything. It's not just about where you live. It's about how are you a part of something. If I pay, like the lady said previously, if I pay $1,300 a month in rent, what do I get from that? I don't even get a chance to have my, my children grow up in a place that seems like I'm paying $1,300 a month for it. That's unfair. That's inhumane. Some of the living conditions that I've witnessed in this city are inhumane. I'm asking anybody who heard anything that anybody said here tonight to remember one thing, community. And if you do not have that, you have absolutely nothing in this city. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Young lady, 25 years old, speaking from the heart, the mouth of babes, okay? And she pretty much stressed what we're talking about, community. And um, we've gotten away from that. And, uh, and that was the voice of the people, by the way. This is what the people want. It's not what developers want. It's not something somebody's bringing a big glass tower of high overpriced condominiums that we can't afford to live in and contributing to the homelessness in, in the city. This is something that the citizens want, the working class citizens. These people go to work every These are working people in that, in that city council, working class voters. This is, but they're black. Well, most of them are black. I will give it that because our neighbors are the ones being impacted. This is not going on in Fells Point. It's not going on in, in uh, Roland Park. So, Guess what? Those, nobody those neighbors would, would give it a, a dog on. I'm just put it where you can get it. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take on some of these callers. Okay, let's start with uh, Winston. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Uh, was it Winston? Hello, Winston. Winston. Line one, Winston. Hello, Winston. All right. Okay. So I, I don't hear Winston. I guess he dropped. Let's go to. Oh, uh, stay on this line. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Winston. I'm sorry. Go. Man, I've been preaching this for, forever. But look, man, right, I live on Wolf and Federal. Okay. And, and, and you're going towards going up to John Hopkins. My, my family was in the building trade, so I know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. They're building these houses down there with no farm walls. And we got all these gorgeous houses in the city. All you got to do is build them and put them back together. Absolutely. And, and, and instead of tearing them down. Absolutely. Junk. That's insane. That What they're doing is insa- it's, it's, insane. It's economic genocide. It's also economic genocide because you can take these uh, houses and make them and create an economic engine. You know, put people to work. Uh, it's going to take. to work. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take electricians, plumbers, carpenters to put a house together. Everybody. And guess what? We, we got, and, 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 and I, I hate to get up on this, but our churches are just, is a disgrace to our, our, our neighborhood because all, every church got bricklayers, bricklayers, carpenters, plumbers, and they will not teach our children a trade to say they're like, we, we need vocational school, man. Well, we, well, one thing I say about the churches, and this is what the Republicans came up with to deal with our churches, because our churches used to be the most effective fighters for our civil rights and human rights, but now, what the Republicans came up with was something called faith-based initiatives. So now these, a lot of these churches are being paid to shut the hell up and get out of the right. way. You know what I'm saying? 
And the same goes for grants with with our activists. I hate to say it. Not all of them are like that, but there's a lot of people that are in this activist community. And I'm not an activist. I don't get paid. I I don't get no grant money. Um, but there's a lot of people that's doing it sheerly for to benefit themselves. But I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but be effective, man. Don't sell out. You are turning down these gorgeous, I mean. Oh, my God, yeah. Man, these houses. Historic black doing, Baltimore. Don't, wouldn't come close to what's up, what's already built. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, it's a doggone shame. These houses were built. Now, I was in Egypt years ago. They got pyramids that are made of brick, you know, 30-ton right, bricks. Still right. can't figure out how they built them. And they're still around, you know, and they're still holding steady after four, four to 7,000 years. So you can re- we can rebuild these road homes. Don't let nobody BS you about it. Don't we let can, nobody BS you. Yeah, we can. We can even, yeah, go ahead. They're building down, going to, going to war down. How can I look to my right? And I say, wow, I only got a two-by-fours and that five-board or whatever. They don't have any. If one of those houses go up, all of them. All going down. down, yeah. Because there's no middle wall. There's right. No wall. And they got these developers from out of town, some of them in Ohio, whatever, coming in here. Ain't even ain't from the state of Maryland and building this thing like they can do something special that our minority contractors can't. It's shameful. It is totally shameful. And uh, as I said, it's going to take carpenters. It's going to take electricians. It's going to take plumbers. It's going to take HVAC people. It's going to take masonry specialists to put a house together. That's something we can do with our young people that are standing around the corner slinging dough. You know, if they, if, if they would but if we had the will these houses. Then you got and then you get that money back because it'll be a loan program. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. Hey, tell me something. I heard you mention somebody. Is the dollar house is coming back into effect? No, we, well, we're still fighting for it. We got a meeting today with the city, as a matter of fact. And what we want to do, this program costs no money, by the way. It doesn't cost the taxpayers anything, ultimately, because you're, it's, we're trying to get loans not for us, not for homes, but for the working class citizen. Okay, so at one percent, at one percent interest. So let's say it costs a hundred thousand dollars to put a house together. At one percent interest, that's going to cost you um, three hundred dollars a month. Yeah, three hundred dollars a month. Anywhere these houses cost anywhere from three hundred to four fifty a month. And you know the going rate for rent, the going rate for rent in Baltimore City for a dump is nine hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. I live on a wood. So that's shameful what they're doing. Every house in that block going for twelve to fifteen hundred dollars uh, renters. Right. So what they're doing is economic genocide. It's inexcusable. It's, it's disgraceful. Inexcusable. And uh, and we're being sold out by our politicians who refuse and, and to do love, anything about I it. The, I love what you would, you had the people talking about just before. Those are real people. Real people. Real people. Not these, these chumped up politicians. The old young lady almost brought me to tears, man. How about that? That woman's, uh, I mean, she gets it. She gets it. And there's a lot of people her age that feel the same way. You know? You know don't get twisted. You got I'm people just get, four years old, and I I would hope to see somebody in this town correct out. If you could, if, if you come up with dollar homes, man, you wouldn't have to worry about cutting these buildings, building down. You sure won't, because it costs money to tear them down. It costs twenty five thousand. We came up with twenty three thousand five hundred dollars to tear down each house. Right. They, yeah. So I thought more. Well, what what we calculated? They were saying from the newspaper article, they said that they want to give um, ninety. It was I think it was ninety. $4 million to tear down 4,000 houses in four years. So some figure like that. And we kept, whatever it was, we calculated it to be 23, our organization calculated it to be $23,500 a house. And, 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 and I'm telling you, listen, listen to me. I can tear down a house for a lot cheaper than that, buddy. I, you know what I'm saying? I can rip me a backhoe, hire me a guy. I'm a contractor. It don't cost that much to tear down a house, man. Especially if they're on the road. <laughs> 
Hey, go, I'm thank sorry. you. You got a beautiful show. Keep up the good work, and, I, and I'll call back. I, I think it's the first time I heard you listen to you. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm here on Mondays. I'm here on Mondays at ten o'clock. A lot of people don't know about the show, but you know, spread the word, man. Um, we just try to help. We just try to help. We just try to help. We see yeah, idiocy, and we try to correct it with common sense. Yeah. God bless you. Uh, God bless you, sir. Okay, let's go to um, Charles. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Charles. Yes, um, I can tell you who built the pyramid, but I got to tell you, Roots is fiction. You know, Roots is not Right, right. I know I know that. Alice, they, that's what they said. They said that Alice Haley could not document all the things, but it's a, it's a vignette of things that actually happened. All that stuff that in there in that in that picture happened to different people. Well, let well, me finish, well, let me finish. Well, it may, maybe it all didn't happen to him, but it all happened. That's how slavery tra- was very brutal, man. They 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 castrated people. They I mean they in in the, in the movie they, they cut I mean in the movie they cut off his foot. But they castrated people buddy for running away. I'm I telling you that. It's very brutal. And, and everything very brutal. You know, it's all been brought to us by white people. Okay, by well, you can say we've been brought to us by, by I'm gonna, and I'm going to play you a clip of some ex-slaves, too. Not not now, but later on. But it's been brought to us by black people, too. It's been handed down from generation to generation about the, the oral history, our oral history. If you got any people in your family that does that. And who who was the one that recorded the black slaves? They were white people? There, Sir, there are people who have older people in their family. That died as a, at a hundred years old. That were slaves. Trust me, man. My great grand. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? I, I, got, I got. Come uh, on, man. It happened. Slavery happened, man. I'm not gonna argue. Charles, Charles, family, so Charles. I'm not debating. That. Charles, I'm not gonna argue about slavery. What, what you want to talk about? Oh, okay. Um, well, what they're doing is they're developing a model. You know, with the housing all over the world, a generic mass reproduction of the landscape in the neighborhood. Okay, so how do we how do we solve that problem, man? How do we stop them from gentrifying our city and throwing black and bleaching the city? That's what they're trying to do. Let's get to the bottom what line. You, what you do is you tell them you want your land back. You're the original people from this land. Oh, and come, you should be paying rent for what you already own. They, okay. they broke the treaties and they need to honor the treaties and give you back your land. You're not Native American and those Native Americans are $5 Indians and imposters. They are not the true Indians. They're not you and me. This is our land. This is my okay, land. I'm not going to debate you on that one. You need to demand our land back. <laughs> okay. That's what you can do. Okay, Charles. Is, is that all? Is it, you want to include? Oh, well, 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 that's what we need to... Uh, well, let me tell you who built the pyramids. You know, who built the pyramids is the mud fossil titans, the giants of the Bible. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I can't debate that because I wasn't there. All right, but I believe black people build them. All right, um, let's go to Ernst. <sighs> let's go to Ernest. And I'm going to tell you why. Hold on, Ernest. I'm going to tell you why I believe black people build them. Because I was in Egypt, and um, I went to the uh, Cairo Museum, because I do that type of stuff when I travel. I want to learn about the places I'm at. And um, I went to the Cairo Museum, and in that museum, there's, there had to be at least a couple thousand statues. Every last statue had the noses broken off. Every last one of them. And the ones they could break the noses off, and including the, uh, the Sphinx. The Sphinx, the nose broke off the Sphinx. So somebody needs to explain to me why the noses are broken off all those statues. And then I'll tell you that, you know, then you can question what my belief whether black people built that stuff or not. Because the justification for slavery is that we never had a civilization and we're subhuman. Okay, that was the justification for slavery, whether you like it or not. And somebody went to a, a, a great extent to erase our history from that land. And the people living there now, are not or running that place are not the original people that lived there and built those pyramids. And what you saw in the Ten Commandments with Charles Hessen, 
Caucasians didn't live in that part of the world back in those times. Okay. Okay. Go, oh, go ahead, Ernest. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wanted to talk about police. And first of all, I wanted to say this. Didn't didn't uh, wasn't Washington D.C. the murder capital of the United States when Rafael Edmonds was selling drugs and right, right, right. Marion Barry, right. It had Ophira Murs. That's correct. Oh, five hundred mercy. Yes, correct, Ernest. Go ahead. Using cocaine. Right. At that time, they had over oh, five hundred mercy a year. Yep. Go ahead. I just want to bring that out because when, when you attack Catherine Pugh, now I know she. I didn't attack Catherine Pugh. No, bro. not not you, not you. I mean, she's going to get. She's going to get it. I already know that, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that alone. It's you. not necessary. She's going to be punished. I'm Unlike a lot there. of people, that got she's away. Be punished. But if you got a cut cut, you attack Catherine Pugh. But you won't say anything about Rafer Edmonds and Manbury and the rest of the these people that committed uh, uh, these type of crimes. You're starting from Spiro Agnew, Mandel, uh, right. or Lenski. Right. I agree. There's Michael. a lot of crooks in politics, but our crooks get punished faster and more surely than other crooks. Because we got to learn that we can't do what they do. Right. Yeah. You know, we haven't learned yeah. that lesson yet. We think we're honorary white men and honorary white women all of a sudden. And we forget where we came from. So we, at least with Marion Barry, he was trying to help his people. He didn't forget us totally. These jokers, they, 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 not only did they steal from the, from the, the, the white folk, they steal from our, their own folk. So, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, I mean, well, that's the bad thing about it. The, the last thing is, I mean, the, the thing that happened the other day where the police was choking. And by the way, white people and black people over Marion Barry when he got out of jail. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, when the police was choking the individual uh-huh. on these airways, you know, a lot of people went along with it. That's idiocy. That's They're idiots. <laughs> because the police idiocy. can do it to you. If they can do it to him, they can do it to, him, do it to you. But I tell you one thing. They dropped all the charges because whatever they did, they was did illegal. It yeah. Now, the other thing is, I don't want to bring this out. People are saying that police took a knee. After Freddie Gray. Right. Uh-huh. Let me tell you why they couldn't take a knee. Because I don't believe that anyway, Ernest, but go ahead. The uh, police department has a green sheet. It's like a report card. Right. Everything you do, you know, if you give out tickets, if you make arrests, that goes on your green sheet. And at the end of the month, you have to sign it. You have to make car stops. You have to do all this. Right. So if you don't do that, you're going to have to go in to see the the major. And you could be brought up on charges and fired. Right. If you, if you yeah, are yeah, a, you're a quota. Mm-hmm. If, if you are a, 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 uh, on probation, you, they don't even have to bring you up on charges. Right. They can they call you right you. in mm-hmm. the office and release fire you. you. Yep. <laughs> now, I agree. Now, so when people say that, they took a knee. It's a they didn't problem. take a knee. What happened is they're applying techniques that don't work. Just hiring more police and thinking you police your way out of the situation will never work. I this guy, whatever, whatever you try to do with police alone, it's not going to work. We have a um, we have a poverty stricken uh, community in our city. You got people like I said, um, according to the Urban Institute, fifty one percent of black males age sixteen to sixty four unemployed, and in Rowan Park, the median income is is uh, like seventy thousand, ninety thousand dollars a year. You can't compare. Crime in Roland Park, the crime in Sandtown. Right. That's idiocy, too. I'm going to tell you something else. So you solve that problem, that's what you're going to have. But uh, if you think uh, the police are taking a knee 
Go to the different courthouses. I don't believe that. But, but at any rate, uh, you want to include Ernest? I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to on this show. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to um, um, con- consent to that. I'm not going to to a co-sign that something so stupid. I know they didn't take no knee. Right. I know this is a result of, of poor policy. That's what's happening in the city. The police commissioner is no more than a whipping boy. Okay, when they get when they when he's somebody that the mayor can blame everything on because people believe because they watch Batman and all these TV shows that happens well that the police can solve every problem. They can't, people. They can't. They can't so solve social economic problems. And uh, a lot of these murders are caused by. Um, Drugs and drug culture, and the social economic in nature. You cannot get the police to solve social economic problems. Donald Trump it's more complex than that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Donald Trump is meeting with the the FOP. I'm gonna move on, uh, Ernest. I got, but go ahead. Quickly, I'm Donald quickly. Trump is meeting with the FOP, and Barr said that we got to stop holding police accountable for killing black people. That's idiocy too. Huh? <laughs> That's idiocy too. I wouldn't agree with no nonsense like that. No, no, the police no. need to be um, held to the same standards or, or even higher standards than the average citizen. Now, yeah, because you can take a life. Absolutely. Now, you can um, take a life. And I and feel what that in Pensacola, Florida, somebody needs to be fired. Right. To be on on a, on a highway shooting that many rounds, <laughs> people in their cars with their wives, their children, and stuff <laughs> like that. And you say police could get away with right. anything? Right. That's that's stupidity. Now, I would say this. If you are a police officer, people say how dangerous the job is. If you're a police officer and you can't engage in constitutional policing, you need to find another job. Find another line of work because we don't need you out there killing people. Thank you. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right. Thank thank you, you, Ernest. Call back next week. Thank you. Okay, so let's go to um, Brown Sandtown. Then we'll go to Gene. Hey, uh, Brother Tyrone uh, Brown from Sandtown. Yeah, go ahead, Brown. Uh, A two-hour firewall can be produced out of CMU block or fire-rated drywall, meaning that you have two hours to put out the fire before the wall collapse. Well, you can't put up the house. Why we can't put the fire in two hours? Then what happens? Say, say, say that again. What happens if you can't put the fire in two hours? What happens then? Well, the average, the, the average row house should be put out. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, but we don't get the same based services based in our community. <laughs> based upon based upon based upon uh, building code. Well, historic data tells us we don't get the same uh, we don't get the same coverage in our neighborhoods. It's, and and uh, and also on the Dollar House program, the people that's that's pushing this and want it, such as I do, you have to make sure that your credit is right. So when they do jump off, you have first props based upon your credit and your debt ratio. Okay, now let me let me let me let me do something here, Ernest. I mean, I'm gonna call you Ernest. I'm sorry, Brown, Brown. You're Brown. I know. Um, okay, I'm a veteran. All right, and um, and this is what we written wrote to the uh, SOP. And then a lot of times, credit credit was invented in housing to discriminate against blacks. It's been proven. Okay, now, and I'm not saying you still need to get your credit together, but what we're pushing is um, we want um, like I'm a veteran. The last time I did a, um, a loan. The only thing I had to do was tell them that I paid my rent on time. I'm not my rent, my mortgage on time for a year. And because they were cutting my loan in half, they didn't give a damn about my bills because they know that if I can pay my mortgage at double, at double what I'm paying, what I'm going to be paying, and I've been paying it on time for a year, common sense would tell you I can afford a damn mortgage. So they didn't make me jump through a whole lot of hoops. Well, now, let me finish. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I mean, let me finish. Now, um, I know you. I know what you're gonna say. Well, you you just can't trust black people. But 
the the VA mortgage program has been the safest mortgage program in the country for the past seven years. And that's what the policy they use. They asked me nothing. They didn't care how many bills I had, nothing. All they knew was that I had X amount of mortgage. They just would cut that percentage rate in half. And they knew that if I paid that what I was paying, which was much higher, hundreds of dollars higher, that I can afford what they're going to give me, which was hundreds of dollars less. People don't default on a mortgage because they're paying too little. They default on a mortgage because they're paying too much. Too much. They're in over their head. Well, so if they well, lower your mortgage, they're making you stay in your house. They're keeping you well, in that home. Well, Tyrone. I know it's a lot of well wells, but go ahead, uh, sir. We know, we know what you're saying. That may be true in some cases. It is true in all cases. But the reason you get out, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Brown. No, it's dealing with anything. Deal with anything. I don't want to cut out how mortgage work because I'm right, right. at the settlement table. Right, with, right. When, when, when I I'm, get when I'm all that. Houses. Right. And, and, and I don't want to. I don't. Are those people, we're going to have homeownership classes, but are those people buying a house that's more than what they're paying for now? Or are they buying a house for for ten, uh, a half of what they're paying? No, no, they 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 buying a house based upon what it comp for. In other words, in, the, in, the, in, in other the, words, they the, normally the area and dependent. On okay, now stop right the there. Stop right there. Normally, for. stop right there. Normally, when somebody buys a house, they're buying a house for more than what they already have. Trust I me think, on that. I, I Trust me. Let me finish. Bank, I let me finish. See the bank giving anybody a loan. Right. For the more bank. Than what the that's why we keep costs. the banks out you of it. To, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. That's why we keep the banks out of it. The first dollar house program worked because they kept the banks out of it, and we want to do it in this one. Okay, you're well, right. The banks, the banks won't do it. The banks won't do it. The banks won't give black people one percent interest loans. They won't do it. And so we're not going to dream that so, pipe so, dream. So what are you going to a hard money lender? No, what? we're going to the state of Maryland okay. or the city of Baltimore, and and just like they did the last dollar house program. You're not listening. The last dollar house program, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Yes, yes. The last dollar house program, it was done before. The money came from the city, not the banks. The city, not the banks. The city, not the banks. And and what were the stipulations again? You pay the money back. And nobody, they had very low barriers. They gave, they had very low barriers to getting those loans and nobody defaulted. Nobody. What was the credit? What, 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 what? There were no credit score. They were just they. They had very low barriers to getting. That was one of the facets of it that we want to keep. They had very low barriers to get because most people were getting houses for cheaper than what they were paying where they were living. So what I'm saying I'm is that let me finish. You, what you're saying, I'm trying to use logic. When you default from a, a loan, it's because you're in over your head, not because you're paying too little. It's people can't. I can't explain it to black people. people. Okay. Very I got to move on. I got to move on. I used to be a real estate agent, sir. Sir, I used to be a real estate agent. I used to sell real estate. Let's go to Gene. God. <laughs> I cannot explain to black people. God. I like Brown. I like Brown. I met him. He's a good guy. Nobody understands the financing because you just have to be a resident of the city. Absolutely. If Absolutely. you are a resident of the city, then you set the stipulations, and that will qualify you. For wow. And the thing about it is, well, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying, Gene, is, and this is true. The reason people default from a mortgage is because they're in over their heads. Right. If I let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. And that's why the veterans. That's listen to me. Forget about all that scientific. You get too frustrated, man. I know, but let let me. I'm not going to get frustrated. Listen to me. Forget about all the scientific fiduciary information in the world. Just forget it for one minute. All right. If I'm paying not uh, fifteen hundred dollars a week for rent, and I paid on time every week. 
All right. Okay. Now and now you want to sell me a house for three hundred dollars a month? You think I can't? How many hoops do I got to jump through to get that house? Of course you can afford it because you just have to. Thank you. So why you put me through a whole lot of nonsense? Right, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying because we're so used to... No, no, we're so used to not trusting black the people. Bank is in the scenario. <laughs> we, we believe that the bank is in the scenario when it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, and that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, you go. We, right. We, 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 and we, we got to trust black people, too. Tyrone, is retraining. You have to retrain everybody's right. freaking mind. That's right. all it is. It's, it's all brainwashing. Now, yeah. the reason why a lot of those defaults happened with the blight is because they were cheating us. When you have yeah. one... When you have one group of people with the lowest loans in the universe and another group of people with the highest loans in the universe, guess which group will default the most? I'm a salesman. I was a salesman for like 20 years. And, and to the way that you deal with objections, you know what I mean? You Sometimes you just can't t- say the truth. Right. As it, as the truth hurts because people have been brainwashed. Yeah, and when you're yeah. brainwashed, you get mad at the person trying to program you. You don't get mad at the person that brainwashed you. You get mad at the person that tried to... Yeah. Deprogram you. That's a true yeah, indication of brainwashing. Now, let me finish. I'm just saying, let me finish. The, the Dollar House program, you, you, you're you a resident, you go to the city, and they will find it. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, Brown, Brown, if you're listening, He's a tradition. I love you, man. You're a very intelligent man. I get it. But do your research, my friend. Read about the uh, the original Dollar House program. Go to www.baltimore4homes.com. www.baltimore4homes.com. We have a history of the Dollar House program posted to that site. Read it, and you'll understand a little better. Then call next week. I thank you for your time. Oh, baby, walk on by.